Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Talk some NBA because we, we got like, like the like the in-season tournament schedule. We got news involving this guy's favorite team, the Philadelphia 76ers. A lot of stuff going on in the association. Maybe a little Eagles talk as well with our guy, Alex Christensen, better known to you and yours. Noobs. Noobs. From BetUS's NBA coverage on Twitter, at underscore Noobs, one of our favorites here on the show. Noobs, welcome back to You Better You Bet. Nick and Ken, how's it going? Gentlemen, it's so nice to hear both of your voices. It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. James Harden is behaving poorly, but what do you expect? <laughs> uh, behaving poorly is, is one way. I guess that's not, fair. Not a lot of superstars. Yeah, not a lot of superstars go to China, China, and then be like, yeah, the uh, the guy who like runs the team is a liar. And people are like, what? Like, no, no, let me just say that. Let me say that again. He, Daryl Morey is a liar. Um, I think a lot of people are now kind of don't, don't really know how this is going to resolve itself. Uh, obviously, Harden really wanted to play for the Clippers and made that very known. Now it seems like they're going to still try to go into the season with him on the roster, which sounds like a disaster. Noops, what's your best guess for how this plays out? Where where does Harden end up? How messy does it get? Does it actually affect how you want to bet the Sixers uh, this season as well? It is a really confusing situation. I've been under the assumption even before all this stuff that they would find a way to get James Harden off the team. He seemed unhappy most of last season, even when he was playing well in the playoffs. Um, what I will say is, you know, last time an NBA player tried to play a game of chicken with Daryl Morey, he lost. You saw what happened with Ben Simmons. This is a little different, though, given how, um, you know, openly upset Harden has been here. But I still like this team. I think that it's really deep. Um, now, if you lose somebody like James Harden, you know, either he sits out the whole season, which I don't think he's going to do, given some of the new rules from the CBA where he doesn't get to become a free agent. Unless they're able to trade him and bring back in another guard, the Sixers become pretty thin at guard. But if they can trade him, even for a couple pieces, I know that you know what the Clippers have passed around really hasn't been all that exciting. But, again, if you could find a way maybe to entice him to send you Terrence Mann or get a couple wings basically that can fill in and hand the keys over to Tyrese Maxey, somebody I know the three of us talked a lot about um, before last season, got injured at the beginning of the season, but finished very strong. It's a good basketball team. Now, uh, the underlying thing with all that is, 
is Joel Embiid happy? I think that for the most part he is. He's done some posturing, taking Philadelphia all off his social media, um, having weird press conferences and stuff. But I expect him to go into the season, Harden probably not playing, and it's still to be a pretty good basketball team. Now, it makes it tough to bet on the Sixers overall. As I start to look at the market here, you know, they're – fourth favorite to win the Eastern Conference, which makes sense to me. Maybe I'd have them a little closer to the Miami Heat, but you know, given the uncertainty here, I think honestly at this point you could only bet Sixers unders, Sixers to miss the playoffs and stuff like that. Now, I'm not doing any of that, but I think that's the only angle you can have right now until they get into the season. And again, once I think we get there, I think everything will be okay. It'll be Maxi and Bede, whoever's there. They're going to be having fun, and it should be great. I would ask Noobs how he's going to feel when Joel Embiid is a New York Nick, but I'm a nice guy, so I would I would I would never put Noobs in that position. So Noobs, let let's stay in the uh, in the Atlantic Division and talk about the Boston Celtics. Just like a newsy item right now, they trade for Kristaps Porzingis to be like a third option behind Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, who are combined net worth of fifty billion dollars now. Uh, and Porzingis now going to be out four to six weeks with plantar fasciitis, which I had and is very painful. I'm also not an athlete though. Porzingis is expected to be cleared for training camp, but I mean seven foot three and he's got foot issues and he's missed a ton of games in the past and I think there are a lot of people that are kind of pessimistic about the role that he might be play this year for the Boston Celtics now a team expected to win a ton of regular season games one of like the favorites to win the East and the NBA championship Marcus Smart's now gone from Boston does the Porzingis injury make you feel a little bit down at all on the Celtics where are you at on Boston right now I was already pretty down on Boston to begin with it's a team that has a lot of talent, but has problems from a basketball perspective. For whatever reason, this team has been unable to acquire uh, someone to really run this offense. They've never really had a true point guard. There is not a creator on this team. You know, Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum really take turns playing iso ball. And as sad as it was to have Marcus Smart as your best playmaker, you've now moved him away from the team. We're going to bring in Derek White to play 35 minutes. And the Porzingis injury was something that I think you had to consider. You look at this team, again, no real true point guard. Derek White is pretty solid but if you're going to be asking a lot from him. It's going to be a lot of Peyton Pritchard minutes. And then you look at the big guys, they pick up Porzingis, who's injury prone, and again, already having trouble now. Now, I'm not too worried about plantar fasciitis. It's something that athletes have learned to manage. Again, it's a swelling in the foot. It's not a broken bone or a strain or anything really scary like that, but it's indicative of what we should expect from a guy who's been injured pretty much his entire career. Al Horford continues to get older. I don't know how long he can keep sucking out of the fountain of youth there, but that seems really fragile. And we know that Robert Williams, given his degenerative knee condition, is not capable of playing a full season. And so uh, you look at a team with three really dubious big men. Again, they continue to have no creator. Now that said, it's deep. Uh, they've got a bunch of talent. Those guys, Tatum and Brown, are going to win you a ton of regular season games. But I'm definitely not betting on them to win the East, to win the title. And frankly, I'm looking forward to getting the playoffs so I can fade them again. Noops, uh, another Atlantic division-driven question while we're, while we're on the topic. So we talked about the Sixers with Harden. We talked about the Celtics. Um, I was going to ask you, uh, with, with Harden and kind of where he gets traded, you alluded to Maxi as maybe somebody that you're really interested in. I know you bet him to win most improved player last year. The market for most improved player has obviously been up for, for several months now. We did it on the show uh, over the, like, I think, June and July. We talked about it. Mikhail Bridges, who plays for the Nets there in the Atlantic, he's the favorite. Maxi is basically the second choice. Scotty Barnes is in the mix as the third choice, plays for Toronto. We'll see what they end up doing. If Harden gets traded, is the first click that you're making Tyrese Maxi most improved player? Or do you have some other thoughts on that market? I actually started betting that about a month, month and a half ago, and I know everybody hates to hear this, but basically was able to find that. It opened around 35 to 1. I took it all the way down to 20 to 1. I think that, honestly, given what he was able to do last year, given what I was expecting from Harden to at least have a reduced role, I think that he is absolutely supposed to be up there. 
again, you look at the lines from our friends at BetMGM. Bridges, I think, is pretty solid as the favorite, but I, I don't think he deserves to be, you know, bigger of a favorite than, say, somebody like Kate Cunningham now. Uh, number one pick has never won that, so uh, that's a little bit tough. Now, Morant was a number two pick. You can, you know, sort of uh, mince in between both of those. But I think that Tyrese Maxey pulling up to the top three is pretty good there. Um, you know, I would be looking early in the season to bet Maxey assist props and things like that. I think that'll be a little bit slow. But yeah, as you look at most improved, uh, go to a little further down, Scotty Barnes now fifth choice at 16-1. to 1. I think that's probably some of the best value down there. And Austin Reeves has floated out to 20-1. to 1. He's someone I think is going to get a lot of look and be on a good team. And, again, with most improved, you're looking for somebody that can pick up their counting averages, add five or six points per game, add an assist, add a rebound, um, probably make the all-star team, you know, I think about – six out of the last 10, um, maybe seven of the last 12 or so guys that won most improved were um, all-stars. So I think at this point, the market has moved Maxi pretty much to where he should be. And I would look at Barnes at 16 to one or Austin Reeves at 20 to one. You better, you better here with Nick and Ken on a wonderful football Wednesday, talking the NBA with our pal, Alex Christensen, AKA noobs of bet us's NBA coverage on Twitter at underscore noobs. Uh, noobs. I, I don't know when or if Damian Lillard's going to get dealt, um, how are you kind of monitoring the situation? Like, what are you looking to do if and when Lillard does or does not get traded? Uh, so you're starting to think about what's going to happen at the beginning of the season. At this point, there has been, from what I understand, almost no conversation between Miami and Portland because at the end of the day, Portland doesn't want Tyler Hero. They've got Scoot Henderson. They've got Shaden Sharp. They've got Anthony Simons. They don't need Tyler Hero. And you start to look at what Miami has to offer. It's really not that impressive or exciting. So until Miami can find somebody to trade Tyler Hero for a player Portland likes, a couple draft picks or something like that, I don't expect Portland to break down and really do anything here. Damian Lillard is someone that loves the city of Portland, and I think once you know the rubber meets the road and the season starts, he's going to be there playing well because he loves that city, he loves those fans, and he doesn't want to disappoint them. So I am – kind of waiting to see how this goes. I think I'm going to be a little bearish on the Miami Heat. I was bearish on them last year. Lost a couple big guys. The team is now a year older. And if this, you know, Dame Lillard thing doesn't work or he doesn't make it to the team soon enough, the Heat are really going to struggle. So I've been starting to eye some Heat unders. And once the schedule comes out, I'll probably be playing a Heat regular season window under. Nukes, we had a, a couple minutes left. I want to uh, I want to ask you about the NBA in-season tournament. And look, like we still, you know, like this is going to be in November they announced that the schedule for it Tuesdays and Fridays, I think it's Tuesdays and Fridays or Tuesdays and Saturdays are going to be like tournament nights where all of the games are the in-season tournament, like a, a draw focus to that, as opposed to what's going on in the regular season. There's a market open already for just who's going to win the in-season tournament. And the odds are pretty flat. Kind of the idea being might be a little more wide open than like who's going to win the NBA finals, for example, which would make a lot of sense. Have you thought at all, this could be like group could be night to night, how these games might be different. This could be like, I want to pass this whole thing because it sounds like a mess. Could be, I think this team might win. Anything about the upcoming November in-season NBA tournament? We have like a minute left. Yeah, it's going to be Tuesdays and Fridays. I'm going to wait to see how the first games work because we need to see how some of these teams react. Are some of the better teams with championship aspirations really going to be motivated? I think once you get a feel for that, um, I'll start to make some moves. Although as I start to look at the groups, my expectation is I'll be focusing on teams that maybe are a little level below the championship teams. You've got like the Cavaliers, 2-1 to one to win Group A. I like that quite a bit. The Pacers, 550 to win that group. Those are two numbers that stuck out to me. As you look down to some of the other groups, um, Knicks, New York Knicks, plus 350 to win Group B. I think that's one of the better bets on the board at this point. Um, the Orlando Magic, not sure if they can pull it out together here, but the Nets and the Magic definitely shouldn't be behind the Raptors in that group, probably worth a sprinkle. And then, you know, the final group down there in the West, 
Suns, Lakers, Grizzlies, Jazz. I'm curious to see what the Grizzlies do. And this time's in nicely with Morant coming back. I think that's a team that's going to peak. And I've been looking for ways to bet Grizzlies, and this might be a good one. So starting to look at some of the groups, I think you look a little further down the board and just be cautious. We don't know how much some of these championship te- potential teams are going to be trying and playing their best. Noobs is the best. On Twitter, at underscore Noobs. Bet U.S.'s NBA coverage. We love him. Noobs, thank you so much, my friend. Stay well. Good luck with your bets coming up, and we will talk to you soon. Thanks, gentlemen. Looking forward to it. Best of luck. Noobs. Noobs. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.